Hello friends. Uh, it is good to be able to share with you this morning another reflection. Today we are going to be looking at a passage from the Old Testament and from the New Testament. So if you want to get a Bible ready, whether it's on your phone or if it's a Bible that you have nearby, and even if it's not the same version of scripture that I'm using, uh, which is the NRSV, uh, feel free to listen if you want to the version that I'm reading from. And if you want to pause and go back uh, to reread it in a, a translation or a version you have, uh, feel free to do so. The Old Testament reading, the first reading we are going to look at is from Deuteronomy chapter 18, verses 15 to 20. So let us listen now to the reading this morning and what it says to us this day. The Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from among your own people. You shall heed such a prophet. This is what you requested of the Lord your God at Horeb on the day of the assembly when you said, If I hear the voice of the Lord my God any more, or ever see this great fire, I will die. Then the Lord replied to me, They are right in what they said. I will raise up for them a prophet like you from among your own people. I will put my words in the mouth of the prophet. She shall speak to them everything that I command. Anyone who does not heed the words that the prophet shall speak in my name, I myself will hold accountable. But any prophet who speaks in the name of other gods or presumes to speak in my name a word that I have not commanded the prophet to speak, that prophet shall die. This is the first reading of Holy Scripture. Now, one of the main focuses for our reading, uh, for our reflection today, I should say, comes from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 1, verses 21 to 28. And I invite you uh, once again to follow along in a Bible if you have one nearby. So let us listen to this reading from the Gospel according to Mark, chapter 1, verses 21 to 28. They went to Capernaum, and when the Sabbath came, he entered the synagogue and taught. They were astounded at his teaching, for he taught them as one having authority, and not as the scribes. Just then there was a man in their synagogue, a man with an unclean spirit, and he cried out, What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. But Jesus rebuked him, saying, Be silent, and come out of him. And the unclean spirit, throwing him into convulsions and crying with a loud voice, came out of him. They were all amazed, and they kept on asking one another, What is this? A new teaching with authority. He even commands the unclean spirits to obey him. At once his fame began to spread throughout the region surrounding Galilee. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Now I have a question for you. When was the last time you saw a demon? 
Can you think of one? Can you think of a time? And if you did see one, what did it look like? Did it have horns or a tail? Did it have one of those sinister, almost cartoonish laughs that we sometimes see in animations? Sort of rasping or rubbing their hands together, laughing with a grin on their face. Or did it resemble one of those monstrosities that somehow only a Hollywood computer graphics artist could imagine? Now, I would bet, and I'm not a betting type of person, that most people would say they haven't recently seen a demon. But that may be because we're simply not asking the right question. Have you opened a newspaper Have you scrolled through social media? Have you walked through your neighborhood? Have you watched the news? Maybe these so-called demons, these unclean spirits, have just taken another form and we haven't noticed. Hear this alternative telling of the gospel reading from Mark. Imagine Jesus goes to Capernaum after calling the first disciples, after having gone through the wilderness facing temptation, and upon entering, encounters a man, as we hear in the reading, an unclean spirit, a demon-possessed person that has been tormented by the spirit. But now imagine, if we're asking the wrong question, and if that's the case, Let's mix that up. And in this alternate telling, imagine Jesus goes into Capernaum, and instead of a demonically possessed individual, Jesus finds a church that tells an AA group they need to leave because they noticed a piece of silver from the communion set has gone missing. There have been people in this church who haven't been very fond of the AA group, they've had complaints, and so they cast blame. They cast a judging eye on this group. Imagine a young person, Jesus finds a young person, who offers up a moving piece of worship music, and while everyone says they enjoyed it, they found it meaningful, the only thing they can remember is that traditionalist who told them they didn't think it was appropriate for church. Jesus finds a bully who runs a pastor or a dedicated volunteer out of a church, and no one stands up to them because they are the biggest givers in that church. Jesus finds a person belonging to a marginalized group who told they don't belong and that they should go somewhere else or go back to where they came from. Jesus finds a woman, a mother, who's been denied social services because she doesn't meet the already bare-bottom minimum to receive aid. Jesus finds refugees who are being shipped, who are being housed in inhumane conditions. Imagine Jesus 
witnessing all these things and saying, be silent and get out. Do you see the demons hidden within these examples? While they may not be what we expect, while we may not witness everyday instances of people writhing on the floor from demonic possession, we bear witness to the suffering of our neighbors. Suffering we experience as well at the hands of demonic forces that plague our community within and without. Because, friends, a demon by any other name is still a demon. Whether it be taken out of a desire to... Whether it be actions that are taken out of a desire to maintain an unjust status quo or hurtful words that are intended to drive people away, ignorance, or inaction. All the things that are not of the life way of God fall to us to correct by speaking truth like the prophets of old, like the people God has called to speak truth to the powers, not just of today, but every day. And to set an example for what it means to live in the kingdom of God. Because friends, now more than ever, we need prophets. We need people like you and me who can name our failures as what they are, demons, while at the same time breathing hope and healing that we find in the gospel into our hurting world. I think we should note, the critical thing to note, is that this calling to speak truth that this calling to breathe into the places that are hurting, hope, and healing, this is not out of our reach. It is not, it is not impossible. While in our tradition we may celebrate the ordination and installations of called individuals to serve as church officers and ministers who do participate in this ministry, the calling is one that God places on all our hearts. The reading from Deuteronomy reminds us that for such a time as this, God will raise individuals who dare to stand up against the injustice that we've grown so accustomed to and cast out the evil that dwells inside of them by speaking the word of God. All of us who have heard and answered the voice of God calling out from the places that are hurting partake, partake of the holy work of casting out unclean spirits that have worked themselves inside and outside our communities and dare I say, the church. What keeps us from speaking the truth 
from naming the demons among us. We have to know that... We have to know at least what some of them are. If we look around and we see these things that are broken, where we see people who are hurting, if we spend any time searching within our own hearts, I'm sure that we could find things to name. So what keeps us from speaking like a prophet of the Lord? Is it fear? Fear of alienation or upsetting the status quo? Is it despair? Do we feel like that whatever we do, even if it's the best of our ability, that there's just so much going on in the world, we won't make a difference? Or is it hesitation? Do we hesitate? Because we're unsettled by what we might uncover within ourselves if we pull back the layers of the veneer we put on for others to see. God has given us the authority to name and expel the corruption and evil that infects our current understanding of the world. God has given us the charge to create spaces for healing, reconciliation, and physical and spiritual growth, free of the demons that lead us away from the life way of God. Now, in the New Testament, it's often said Jesus is one who speaks with exousia, with authority and power. But it is an authority. It is a power that stems not from a human lust for control that often corrupts. No, it stems instead from the heart of God that pours out a great love for creation, all creation. And that means something. It means that you, that me, those we ordained to ordered ministry, even strangers we pass on the street, it means that they are loved. We are called with this God-given authority to name the demons we see so that the love of God can rush back in and begin to turn the world around. The good news, the good news is that this is holy work. Work that is done in community and not alone. Because God doesn't call prophets to be a lone voice to somehow find a way to rise above a chorus of, that's the way it's always been. Jesus did not call one disciple, but many who participated in the sacred task of breathing a new thing from God into our presence. The new thing from God will always be more rewarding than any fear or hesitation we might have of rocking ourselves free from the status quo. And it will take creativity, imagination, and energy to do what God requires of us. To speak, to name the evils we see. But in this co-laboring with God, 
we will find that it will yield soul and body saving results. It may be challenging at times, for sure. We may not always get it right. But that is why this is holy work. Communal holy work. So friends, let us not forget that the demons we confront are not always the phantasmic beings we read in books or see in movies, but they often dwell among us. In the broken systems, hurtful words, unjust actions, we witness daily. And as Jesus rebuked and cast out the unclean spirit in Capernaum, we are called to silence and cast out these evils in our midst. Whether they take the form of exclusion, injustice, indifference, or apathy, these are demons we are tasked with naming and expelling. Fear and despair and hesitation may linger, but still God grants us the authority to speak with power and love to reshape the moral arc of our human story toward the heart of God. May we be bold prophets, not afraid to speak truth into the places where we live, move, and have our being. Amen. Well, friends, I hope that you have have something to reflect on this week. And until next time, I hope and I pray that you remain well. Until next time. <laughs>